Hello and welcome to the Forest of the Fae. Here on Pop Culture Fae, we take a look at movies, TV, comics, and other popular media through the lens of the queer folks of society. I am Miller C. Lashbrook, and I am your host on your journey through the Forest of the Fae. This week on Pop Culture Fae, we are talking San Diego Comic-Con 2022, all the news and surprises that came out of the convention this week, and to help me break down all of the Marvel news from the convention, I am welcoming back my nerdy fiancé, Zachary Marion. I hope you enjoy this episode. Alrighty, it is time for our Faye News. Uh, Faye News is a segment on Pop Culture Faye Podcast where I cover all the big entertainment news that caught my eye this week. Uh, this is going to be a longer Faye News segment because we got a lot of stuff at San Diego Comic-Con. There also will probably be stuff that uh, I didn't catch or uh, missed. So uh, if there is any news that you were excited about that I did not catch uh, this week, definitely let me know on social media uh, and we can discuss. So uh, let me go ahead and save the Marvel news for the end of this. So I'm going to go ahead and start off with DC. So in DC news, we got two new trailers. We got a trailer for Shazam Fury of the Gods. That movie is coming out. Uh, Interestingly, there's no date on the trailer, but it is set to uh, premiere in theaters later this year uh, in December. We also got a special San Diego Comic-Con trailer for Black Adam, which is set to hit theaters October 21st of this year. Uh, So those were the two kind of big DC uh, films uh, announcements that we got out of Comic-Con. Some other news from this week, Lightyear is going to be heading to Disney Plus on August 3rd. We got a teaser for the upcoming National Treasure Edge of History series coming to Disney+. Plus. It's like an 18-second trailer. Um, in movie news, Halloween Ends uh, got a new trailer this week. That movie comes out October 12th. This is kind of the end of this new Halloween trilogy that we have had in the past couple of years. We got a poster for the upcoming movie Oppenheimer, which comes out July 21st, 2023. So a week before the Marvels comes out. We got a new trailer, not new trailer, the first trailer for uh, Dungeons and Dragons Honor Among Thieves. This was kind of our first big Comic-Con thing to drop on uh, Thursday. There was a experience at Comic-Con related to the movie as well that showed off the characters. Uh, Looks like a lot of fun. We got some casting announcements for the upcoming animated show Gremlins Secrets of the Mogwai coming to HBO Max. Uh, Father and son Kurt Russell and Wyatt Russell were cast in an upcoming series for Apple TV Plus that is set in Legendary's MonsterVerse, so the Godzilla versus Kong uh, universe. So interesting. Uh, probably, I'm assuming, playing father and son in the movie. 
we got a trailer for House of the Dragon, the upcoming Game of Thrones prequel coming to HBO Max next month. We also, uh, some information that is some interesting news. Uh, they premiered the movie Prey. They showed it to a select audience at San Diego Comic-Con, the upcoming Predator-related movie. And apparently it got a standing ovation. So that's good a good sign that it is a good movie. Uh, there's a rumor that the first animated movie from Avatar Studios will be a movie following Aang and friends as young adults. So uh, previously there were rumors that the first animated Avatar movie coming up was going to be something else. But uh, this is rumored to be the first movie to come out of Avatar Studios. Okay, now for Marvel. So in Marvel Comics news, um, big headline on Wednesday, Betsy Braddock, uh, Captain Britain, and Rachel Summers, also known as Prestige, in Knights of X number four, had an on-panel kiss uh, for a while now. Many fans have speculated that Rachel Summers um, was a member of the LGBTQ plus community. Uh, and now we have confirmation that her and Betsy are. And they have a beautiful panel uh, with butterflies surrounding them that Rachel has made. Uh, so definitely check out Knights of X number four for that. Uh, in now MCU news, we've got a lot to go over. So bear with me here. Uh, we had two MCU-related panels at San Diego Comic-Con this weekend. Friday, there was an animation-related panel. And, of course, Saturday, we had the mega panel from uh, Kevin Feige, where he laid out all of the news. So uh, let's start off with the animation stuff. Uh, Spider-Man. Oh, <laughs> there's some other news here first. Before San Diego Comic-Con, we learned that Spider-Man No Way Home, the more fun stuff edition, so this is a... Uh, extended version of No Way Home is going to be coming to theaters September 1st in the U.S. Uh, in other countries, most other countries, it's September 1st, but there are some countries where it's a little bit before or a little after. Uh, Deadpool, Deadpool 2 and Logan are now on Disney+, Plus, so um, some more rated R TVMA content moving over to the Disney Plus service. I think this is another sign that Sometime in the future, Hulu may be going the way of the Dodo, and they might consolidate Hulu and Disney Plus into one service. Just a theory on my part, though. Okay, now for the panel-related news. We got a trailer for I Am Groot, which is a series of shorts coming to Disney Plus on August 10th. We got news about Spider-Man Freshman Year, which is an animated series following Peter Parker in his freshman year, which is coming out in 2024. We also learned that a second season, Spider-Man Sophomore Year, has been greenlit. We got a lot of looks at character designs uh, for the show, and we learned that a big plot point will be that Peter Parker is under the tutelage of Norman Osborn in this show. So originally, many people thought that the show would be taking place in our main MCU timeline. But with this news, it looks like the show is in a separate timeline, possibly a spinoff of a What If Season 2 episode. We shall see. Uh, speaking of What If Season 2, 
Uh, it was announced that the season will be premiering in early 2022 on Disney Plus, and that a third season is already in the works. They showed uh, apparently a look at a future episode for season two at the panel, and also they announced that there is going to be a Hella related story, Odin versus the Mandarin, um, some interesting stories coming up in What If season two. Marvel Zombies is a spinoff of What If coming to Disney+. Plus. They announced that it will be rated TVMA, so this uh, Marvel Zombie show will be for mature audiences, and they showed off some character designs for some new heroes and some uh, villains for the show. Lastly, that animation panel ended with some information about the upcoming X-Men 97 animated series. Uh, this is coming to Disney Plus in fall of 2023. They also announced that season two is already in the works for this show. This is a continuation of the very popular X-Men the Animated Series from the 90s. They showed some character designs for heroes and some villains. And I think the biggest thing about the show that was released was that they uh, will have Magneto as the leader of the team in his uh, Uncanny X-Men number 200 outfit with the big M on his chest. Uh, and so this will be following directly after the end of the original animated series where Professor Xavier is sick and he goes off to space uh, to hopefully get better. So Magneto will be leading the team. Okay, uh, there's a lot more smaller stuff that came out of that animation panel. Definitely uh, take a look at my blog post uh, breaking that down uh, and you can find pictures of the character designs and all that online for sure. Next up for the MCU uh, mega panel and all the news that came out of that. So we got a She-Hulk attorney at law trailer. Uh, this show is coming out August 17th on Disney plus that is our next and uh, our next big MCU project after, of course, I Am Groot on August 10th. And uh, we got a trailer for that. Check that out. Um, we're going to talk about it in this very episode. Uh, so don't worry. We'll, we will talk about it and how we're excited for it. We also got a Black Panther Wakanda Forever teaser. We will definitely go into talking about this trailer and breaking it down a little bit later in this very episode. Uh, some other news that came out of the panel. Marvel's Phase 4 will end with Black Panther Wakanda Forever in November. Phase 5 will begin in February of next year with Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantum Mania. Then we will get Secret Invasion on Disney Plus next spring. May of next year we'll get Guardians of the Galaxy Volume 3. Then in summer of next year we will get Echo on Disney Plus and Loki Season 2. July 28th of Next year, we will get the Marvels in theaters. Fall of next year, we will get the Ironheart series on Disney+. Plus. November uh, of next year, right after Halloween, we will get our Blade movie in theaters. Then in winter of 2023 slash 2024, we will get Agatha Coven of Chaos. So they retitled this show. The show is previously titled Agatha House of Harkness. They have reworked the title a little bit. Then in spring of 2024, on Disney+, Plus, we will get an 18-episode series titled Daredevil Born Again. This 
got a major pop at the panel and a lot of people online definitely talking about this very excited for this uh then in may of 2024 our big summer movie opener our big opener for the summer movie season will be captain america new world order this is our captain america 4 starring sam wilson as captain america then july of 2024 we will get thunderbolts in theaters as the end of phase five now if you think that was a lot of news that came out of the panel there was even more kevin feige revealed that phase six will come soon after that in 2024 starting with fantastic four in november of 2024 then he showed a blank timeline with multiple dates that need to be filled in with projects and he said that those will get filled in at a later date he left eight blank dates on the phase six timeline that he said it will he will reveal what those projects are at d23 in september but that's not all he said that in may of 2025 we will get our next Avengers movie titled Avengers The Kang Dynasty. And then in November of 2025, not even a year later, we will get Avengers Secret Wars as our end to phase six. This is some amazing news. We'll break all of this Marvel news down in our uh segment today our main segment on this episode so stay tuned for that we'll talk a lot about this uh and then overall kevin feige the last bit of news has titled phases four five and six of the mcu as the multiverse saga that concludes all of the fey news for this week i know that was a lot stay tuned in this episode and we're going to break down a lot of the marvel news kind of go into our thoughts uh on that so stay tuned Okay, I want to go ahead and welcome back to the Pop Culture Fave podcast, uh, my wonderful fiance, Zachary Marion. Hello. Hi, everyone. Hi, hi. <laughs> so uh, uh, today you're you're on here because we are going to talk about all of the like amazing, wonderful, and uh, overwhelming, overwhelming, yeah, news that Marvel brought uh, this weekend at so San Diego Comic-Con uh, 2022. So um, right, the way that we're going to structure this, we're each going to share kind of a, a top five. We'll go, we'll alternate it and go back and forth. Uh, but a top five of our kind of the announcements that kind of caught our eye the most or that we're most excited for our favorite announcements, if you will. Um, we made sure th to compare our lists so there won't be any repeats here. So essentially you're getting a top 10 of our favorite um, announcements that Marvel had this week at San Diego Comic-Con. Now, there was a lot of announcements. So our list of 10 definitely does not include everything because uh, there were a lot of small announcements like release dates being solidified uh, and 
new logos for mm-hmm. for the shows that had already been announced, things like that. Um, and I think the most notable, if we want to do kind of like a little honorable mention here, uh, the most notable honorable mentions to put in here, our top ten list did not end up. We didn't have it. We didn't end up with any of the animated announcements no. on here. Okay. Which going into yesterday, I thought we were going to have some animated show announcements on our top ten list, but they just gave us so much last night uh, yeah. that, uh, with the panel that there are no none of the animated shows announcements are here. But I we are excited about those shows. Um, I think I'm most excited about Spider-Man freshman year because it kind of reminds me of that like 60s Spider-Man aesthetic mm-hmm. kind of mixed with Spider-Man, the animated series from the 90s. Um, I think you're excited for Marvel Zombies, yes. right? Hell with yeah. it being TVMA. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Um, I so want, I want like gore, I want blood. Yeah, give me like invincible. Gore like, like blood, not gore no, the god butcher. No, although yeah, I do like yeah. gore the god butcher. Right <laughs> no, I, I want like invincible, but but with, with Marvel, yeah, Marvel. yeah, yeah. Um, notably, America's ass is missing. Right, yeah. it's half of Captain America as a zombie since mm-hmm. he got cut in half yep. with the shield in What If. Um, so yeah, none of the animated shows are going to be on our list. And I think sort of like the big structural announcement, um, that's not, it's not going to be on our list either. So they did announce that phase four, uh, five and six are all part of the multiverse saga is what they dubbed it. So we had the infinity saga for phases one through three, and now we're in and continuing to be in the multiverse Multiverse saga, saga. which a lot of people had kind of dubbed it that already uh a lot of like news fan news outlets uh or entertainment news outlets but now it's official that is the title for phases four through six Uh, and once we get into our list we'll talk about uh kind of what that means for some of these titles um so yeah all of that kind of out of the way we'll get into our list you're my guest hunt so i'm gonna let you start off with your number five uh, so what is your your number five kind of favorite announcement? Yeah, um, uh, coming in big, uh, right off the top. Uh, Feige announced the end of Phase 4. Uh, so Phase 4 will officially end, and uh, Quantum Mania, right, kicks off Phase 5. Yeah, so, so. that for for clarification, audience, we're not in San Diego. No. We're, <laughs> we're, uh, we were getting all the news through Twitter pretty much. Yep. Uh, and just, I was refreshing Leaks. over and over again, uh, looking at uh, entertainment news places, people taking pictures in Hall H, all of that. And yeah, so fate, that was like the the first big thing yep. that Feige opened with, right? That- Way to set the stage. Yeah, right off the bat, he's like, oh, you thought we were gonna be in phase four for a little bit while? Nope, you get two more phase four projects. So She-Hulk, and Black Panther Wakanda Forever will be our last two uh, projects, yep. at least as of right now. Those will be the last two projects for Phase 4. And then, like you said, yeah, Quantum Mania will be the start of Phase 5. So why, why did you put this yeah, on your list? Uh, yeah, so I think um, Phase 4 has definitely been a very experimental phase. And I think uh, we've seen them kind of... Um, evolving after 
the events of Infinity War and Endgame um, and kind of setting the groundwork for what is to come. Um, and I don't think Phase 4 has been bad in any way. Uh, it's no, given me definitely... some of my favorite. Like, Shang-Chi is uh, definitely one of the, I think, uh, best movies to come out of the MCU, in my opinion, in a long time. Um, so it's given us some really nice, like, fresh faces and everything. Um, but I think with Phase 5, we see things starting to progress in a more uh, straightforward way. We have a little bit more direction. So I think... Phase four kind of has been about regrouping, recuperating, um, and kind of setting things up. But uh, I think now they've achieved that goal and they're ready to move on uh, and call phase four over and start with the future of the MCU. Yeah, I mean, we, we were kind of talking about this last night. The If we think of like the Infinity Saga as one whole story, mm-hmm. right? phase one we didn't really hear the phrase infinity stone until phase two until the post-credit scene of thor the dark world which set up phase two yeah and and so the like if we're thinking of phase four and phase one as kind of equals Mm -hmm. in these overall sagas phase one obviously was all about just setting up the world right and setting up the mcu introducing these characters that would then come together in Avengers. Like, like you said, I think phase four really much was about set up for this yeah. new era of the MCU, but also sort of like that epilogue for Endgame, right? Uh, yeah. The, it's like transitional. It's yeah. Very much. It, but and, I, so it's, and so I think for some fans, things aren't moving quite yeah. as fast as they would like, but I mean, uh, when you have trauma, you got to deal with that trauma before yeah. you can really move on. And I think that's what we've had seen with a lot of these shows is that the the repercussions of Endgame are being dealt with in various ways. Uh, I think, and I think the two last projects we're going to get are going to do that, right? Which she we'll Hulk talk about. Uh, and issues. Black Panther. I both think are dealing with the repercussions of Endgame in different ways. Which yeah, we'll get there. Spoiler. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Um, anything else you want to say about? No, I think it, that's good. Yeah. Uh, so let's go ahead and jump to my um, number five. This is something a little bit smaller. Before the panel even started, um, right before the panel started, Marvel released the first um, like official poster for Ant-Man and the Wasp Quantumania. And we get a, a look at uh, Scott's suit doesn't look that different. It looks pretty much the same. Uh, Jan or sorry, not Janet Hope. Um, her suit looks to be a little bit different, a uh, lot more yellow and black. So it looks like they're transitioning her suit to look more like Janet's suit in the comics, like that traditional black and yellow wasp costume. Uh, but I think the big thing here, um, the actual entry for my number five is that we see Cassie in her suit for the first time. So mm-hmm. um, we've got a purple, it's like a purple suit. It has that same kind of Ant-Man wasp type helmet that we've seen in, in the MCU, but with purple lenses. And it really looks like kind of an in-between of Hope and Scott's suits. Um, now, I don't know how much are you- shoes. Yeah, they've got her in Converse kind of like uh kamala right uh she's the a younger hero so they want to make her 
cool and trendy, I guess, right? I mean, I, I love mean, Congress, so. It's a young Avenger. Yeah, so, so. Um, her stature suit is red in yeah. the comics uh, when, when Cassie is stature in the comics. But, um, and so you were kind of thinking like, oh, this is her stature suit. She, at one point in the comics, went by the name Stinger. Okay. Uh, and um, it, she essentially wore a, a purple wasp costume okay. as that character. So I think they're taking kind of aspects of obviously Hope and Scott's costume and then mixing that with the color palette of the Stinger costume. Um, but the wings aren't there. So that's why I think she will be stature, uh, at least to start out, because she doesn't have wings in the poster like yeah. like Hope does. Um yeah, what are you, your quick thoughts? Oh, on... and we can't forget Jonathan Majors in the background as Kang. Oh, yeah, his looming you, presence, you know, right? Looking over everything kind of in the background. like. Yeah, which I mean, a, we'll a definitely come back to that a little yeah. bit later yeah. here in our in our countdown. For sure. Um, yeah, definitely Just a, cool, a, a cool poster yep. in general. Very, um, like, starry night. Yes, yeah. It does look very much uh, look 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 like that. Yeah, for sure. Yeah. Um, so let's move on to your number four. So what's your number four on your list? Uh, yeah. So uh, number four for me would be just kind of uh, not one particular thing, um, but uh, all of the reveals that we got for uh, volume three. Uh, Guardians of the Galaxy, specifically Volume 3, uh, last night. So um, I think the one that most people have been <laughs> talking about uh, and probably the one that is going to break the internet is Baby Rocket. Uh, he's yeah. just so cute. So this was part of um, and the unreleased, unreleased footage. Uh, so if, you, if you, you didn't know, San Diego Comic-Con does... Uh, they, at the Marvel panels, they usually will have specific footage that only the people there at the, at the convention can see. It won't be released online. Usually these are kind of like little clips. It's not like a full trailer or anything. Um, but sometimes they do have trailers that they show that don't get released online. But, uh, of course people have cell phones and, that, yep. So it stuff ends up online. So if you want to go out there and find it, you can find it. Uh, there's some little clips. Yeah, there's but... a, a really cute gif of uh, Mantis. Not entirely sure what she's doing. She's doing some kind of fun like little dance. dance. Yeah. She, she's living her best life. But... Uh, and then and it then... shows Rocket as a baby. So, um, yeah, we learned that the High Evolutionary is going to be a presence in the film, which yep. he's, he has links to both Adam Warlock, who we've known for a while was going to be in the movie. And um, apparently we got to see. And yesterday, but... yeah, apparently he was in the footage uh, that was shown yesterday too. I haven't gotten to yeah, see that. Yeah, we have not seen yeah. that on pop up online. Um, but the high evolutionary also is very important for Rocket's origin in the comics. Yep. And so I think they're very cleverly going to kind of tie that all up nicely together. Um, if you're not familiar with the High Evolutionary, he's part of a lot of convoluted stories he's in the comics. The quintessential mad scientist. Yeah, he is like the ultimate mad scientist of the MCU, and wants to 
create hybrid creatures or like learn about all the different creatures in in the universe if if the collector wants to just put creatures in glass boxes in his fortress the high evolutionary wants to cut open all of the living creatures in the universe that's kind of the the equivalent there and so i think both guardians movies did really really good jobs of having comedy and but like there's some dark, zaniness yeah. but a darkness looming over both there especially volume Rocket, two like, um or even yeah rock like not knowing much about rocket's origins and so it looks I think like there's always been a little bit of a like darkness to him he's yeah he's had this dark like mysterious past so yeah i think i mean one of my favorite scenes with rocket in the mcu is the moment we get with him and yondu in volume two mm-hmm. where they where they realize they're the same person yep. uh and and why they kind of like hate the world so much um so yeah i i'm gonna venture to I'll, I'll say right now if we're gonna lose any guardians we're not gonna lose rocket yeah. i think he is the biggest fan favorite uh, other than like groot's the merch fan favorite right everybody wants yeah. like the baby groot merchandise but i think rocket as a character rocket and nebula and i mean end game really leaned into that right are the fan favorite characters from guardians and so I'm I'm hoping that Rocket sticks around even if because they did say this is the end of the this era this of the era Guardians. of the yeah. Guardians. Yeah, they didn't say the Guardians were over, but that this would mark an end for this era of the Guardians. Yeah, but maybe Rocket will find love before the end of <laughs> find the, love. Lila the oh the otter. otter. Oh, yeah. That, I think that would be interesting. And I mean, we've got Cosmo, right? Yep. That's another, yes, and that was yeah. another one. Uh, yes, uh, Cosmo is joining the MCU. Uh, yes, voiced by um, Marina Bakalova. Yes. Or is that how you say her name? Uh, something like that. And, uh, I wasn't going to attempt it. <laughs> and so, because Cos- Cosmo is a boy. a boy dog in the comics. Best um, boy. Yes, a, a good boy. Yep. Uh, a Russian cosmonaut dog uh so um maybe i guess they they want to have kind of cosmo be part of the goofy like yep. animated character trio with rocket and groot and they wanted a female character in there so and if cosmo's a girl then cosmo can have puppies, puppies. yeah i mean i well like yeah there would need to be a boy dog still yeah. but theoretically like if cosmo was like pregnant when she went in the rocket. I don't, yeah. I don't know what, yeah. yeah, but anyway. Um, well, that was in the 60s, so well, I guess they could because, yeah, time it should have been in the 60s timeline yeah. wise, yeah. Wibbly uh, wobbly, yeah. So that'll be interesting. Anything else you want to say about Guardians Volume 3? No, nah, that's good, yeah. Uh, Will Poulter, oh, uh, Will Poulter, I mean, yeah, he, I can't wait to see Adam Warlock. Yes, so. he has. Uh, if any of you have uh, had the have, glow up. Yeah, if any of you have shots from Comic Con <laughs> of uh, of yeah. Adam Warlock, yeah. hit us up. Yes. Um. So jumping over to my number four. Uh. So my number four is we official got our official title for Captain America four, Captain America: New World Order. Now, um, some people online pointed out that this is actually the title of episode one of Falcon and the Winter Soldier. 
Mm. So they're carrying that title over. The Flag Smashers were part of that, right? I mean, they were part of the whole series. The, yeah, but the New World Order was referencing them. I think that or the like repatriation council, all yeah. of that. Yeah. Um, the, but you pointed out the, like there's a greater connotation to that phrase, right? So yes. you want to talk about that a little bit? Uh, yeah. So, I mean, spoiler alert, and this goes into stuff we're talking later. Uh, but, um, I mean, I have a theory that we will see specifically this version, this world version of the Illuminati uh, being formed throughout phase five into uh, phase six. Can you explain why? I uh, specifically, well, uh, we're working our way towards secret wars, uh, and the Illuminati play a big role in that. Um, but we have Namor, who obviously is a member. But um, yeah, so link the in case there's like some gray area. Why do, does New World Order yes. equal oh, Illuminati? Of course, yeah, yes. collect, um, connect actually, those things for our audience. Sorry, I'm I just live with my conspiracy theory hat on all the time i guess i don't think so that, for yeah. for context uh zach is he he enjoys the not partaking in conspiracy theories but looking into like what are conspiracy theories that people have he listens to a lot yeah. of like podcasts like that find finds it interesting and fascinating yes so no, but yes, yes uh the illuminati and the new world order uh very simply put, there is a theory that uh, everything is being run by a small group of individuals. In the real world. In the real world, yes. Yeah. In the real world. Uh, and then at the very top of that is the Illuminati, uh, a small group of uh, highly influential individuals who pretty much determine the fate of the entire world uh, from the shadows. Mm -hmm. uh, so Illuminati and New World Order uh, are terms that are often used together uh, in the conspiracy theory world. Um, this idea that the Illuminati is trying to create uh, some grand design for the world. Um, yeah, and so you're the kind so of thinking the this Marvel movie is going we'll to play into that and the, take take that and and maybe set up the six one six MCU's. Um, Illuminati, like we saw in Multiverse of Madness, so and I think because much, they're such a big part of Secret Wars, yeah. And yeah. I think Falcon and the Winter Soldier did such a good job of looking at the geopolitical, like issues specifically brought on by, by the blip, yeah. yeah. And I don't think that the that stuff can be ignored, like even now, uh, in the MCU. Mm -hmm. So I think we're gonna see. I think. Uh, the New World Order movie will take up some of those themes as well, if I had to guess. Yeah, it'll be interesting. We don't know too much about like who the villain is of this movie. We don't really know yeah. anything about this movie. And so, other than the title now, and based on the next thing we're going to talk about, it mm -hmm. kind of, because these movies are going to be back-to-back, -back, it would kind of suggest to me that some of those players will probably not be in mm -hmm. Captain America New World Order. And so um, it definitely 
it, it makes me excited to kind of see how this story shapes up with Sam and what he's going to be facing, what he's going to be doing, what what it's all about for sure. Yeah. Yeah. So uh, let's go ahead and, and jump. Sam is the, uh, Captain America. Yes. As uh, oh the yeah the we we on Twitter the other day. Yep. Uh, Chris Evans made sure to remind people that this uh, is that, not him coming back. Yep, that Captain America is Sam Wilson is Captain America. Yep. Uh, that Chris Evans could play Steve Rogers again, but Captain America is Sam Wilson. Yeah. Um, so let's jump over to your number three now. Uh, yep. So, what is your number three kind of favorite announcement? Uh, so we got an official announcement for the Thunderbolts movie. Uh, so, uh, those of you who don't know, the Thunderbolts in the comics are kind of a group of, uh, they're, they're similar to the Avengers. Um, well, they're like Marvel's suicide squad. Yeah, exactly. Which I think hopefully this movie will kind of, uh, be Marvel's take on the Suicide Squad. I kind of want it to but, be more like, serious. Though. Yeah. I, no, like, not that I don't like no, the but, goofiness of the Suicide Squad films, but I think having a gritty, like, political thriller with villains oh, taking yeah. on heroic roles, I think would be cool. No, and I don't yeah. think, uh, well, I'll get to that in a second, the, what I think this movie will look like. Uh, but I just compare it because we had, uh, if, if you've seen Suicide Squad, you know, Amanda Waller is at the center of everything, uh, and she, um, is the one controlling all of the members of the Suicide Squad. Uh, so the Thunderbolts, I think we're moving towards, we've seen, uh, Valentina, uh, Contessa, what, Contessa Allegra, Allegra de Fontaine. or Contessa Valentina Allegra Fontaine yes. or something. Well, I I can't remember her exact Val. Val. Yeah. Yes. Uh, by the played by Julia um, Louis. Amazing Julia. Yeah, Julia Louis Dreyfus. Yeah. Uh, so she, um, we've seen her kind of skulking around in the background of some pro- uh, projects over the last year mm-hmm. um she popped up at the end of what falcon and falcon winter, winter soldier, soldier was the first one and black widow black widow and she's mentioned in um hawkeye yep yeah so uh i think we we can definitely expect to see uh i think maybe the winter soldier pop up yeah he's a he's um, been a mem a, a mem him and clint are kind of the two big um, heroic members that kind of come back to the yep. Thunderbolts a lot in the comics. Um, Baron John Zemo Walker is will, often a member, yep. so maybe we could see him. Oh, I think we'll definitely see Zemo. Uh, maybe, hopefully, we'll get him to get the dance. <laughs> the um, but yeah, the, the Falcon and the Winter Soldier kind of set seems like it's setting up John Walker yeah. as U.S. agent to be part and of that team. I don't think I yeah I think. Um, we were discussing the other day, we were watching a video that um, highlighted the scene where John Walker uh, murders a man in cold blood with Cap's shield. Uh, I think Walker is definitely one of the more dramatic and serious characters that the MCU has. Yeah, I don't I don't see them being able to take So I, No, I don't think that's... Team. I think if he's under- on the team, it's not going to be a silly... No, movie. but I think it, it could be an opportunity for a, a more mature yeah. film. And in uh, case you all can't tell, I, I, I like 
R-rated films. I, like, I doubt it. If it's no, the I don't end think it'll of because it is it is set to be the end of Phase Five. I I doubt the big team up movie for the end of Phase Five would be Probably R-rated. Um, the I think the because in the comics the Thunderbolts are named after Thunderbolt Ross, and he's yep. uh, at times a member of the team as Red Hulk. Uh, with the passing of William Hurt, though, I feel like. Yes, rest in peace. Um, maybe they're going to take it in a direction where, where when uh, Secretary Ross passes, if they have him die in yeah. the MCU as well, that the team is named in, after in him or in honor of him. So it'll be interesting to see because people have wanted Red Hulk for a while. Um, do we get a Red Hulk in the MCU now? Uh, that's someone different. Um, I mean, Betty becomes Red She-Hulk yeah. in the comics, so... Yeah, what's Liv Tyler doing? I know, yeah. <laughs> Liv Tyler yeah. back in here. Um, so it'll be it'll be interesting too because Thunderbolts, that's summer twenty twenty four. We still have almost like two whole years leading mm-hmm. up to this film. Who else Val can collect yeah. uh for her roster yep. for her roster over the next uh year and a half essentially yeah, but I think as we get more movies and shows. Getting a dark, uh gritty version of the avengers will will be an interesting take. yeah and so the dark avengers are a group yep. in the comics um in a in the siege storyline norman osborne has his own avengers he's iron patriot kind of combining cap and iron man into one character and he gets a bunch of villains to pose as heroes um and so it'll be interesting to see, like, like Bullseye is the Hawkeye of that team. Uh, Moonstone is the the Ms. Marvel. But anyway, the, it very different from the Thunderbolts, but I could see them kind of combining those two things into one story where maybe Val is like, has her own team that she's kind of publicly putting out as like the next Avengers, the Thunderbolts and the public is kind of eating into these lies and then maybe we have at the same time a young avengers group or an avengers group um or some heroes like maybe clint is on the other side of things and he is trying to stop this group from uh be like being seen as heroes because they're mostly villains it'll be interesting to see where yelena falls in things Mm -hmm. right because like the fans love her. Oh yeah, but she she definitely has read in her ledger like her sister did, right? Mm-hmm. She's not. She's definitely an anti-hero <laughs> in alignment terms. Uh, not necessarily full hero. I mean, she was sent to literally kill Clint in Hawkeye, and it, I'd love to see Kate Bishop show up in the Thunderbolts as well because she's. Uh, I love her. She's an awesome character. Any last thoughts on the Thunderbolts? No. Okay, um, we're going to take a quick break before we move into the second half of the list. Uh, So go uh, use the bathroom, grab a snack, and we'll be right back in just a second. Okay, we're back to talk about the rest of our uh, list of our favorite announcements that Marvel had at San Diego Comic-Con this weekend. Uh, So we left off with 
Zach's number three on his list, which was uh, the Thunderbolts uh, being announced for summer 2024. And now we're going to jump back to uh, my list, my number three, and that is we got a uh, another trailer for She-Hulk today. Or, well, yesterday, right? Yesterday. Yeah, so the – I I mean – she-Hulk is just such a fun character. I'm not going to act like I've read every single comic of hers because I definitely haven't. Uh, but the two series that I think she popped the most for me in uh, from the comics were the Charles Soule run on She-Hulk where she is working as an attorney for a superhero like law firm, which it seems this show is taking uh, like some cues from. And then also, um, I love her as the team leader in the A-Force comics. Uh, I think she that's a great kind of look into her character and how she functions on in a team setting. And so I just, I'm just excited to see her in the MCU. It looks like Tatiana Maslany is having such, so much fun with the role. And they're, they're describing it as a 30-minute uh, legal comedy. And so we're getting, I think... 12 episodes of the show so a little bit longer than the normal mcu show but if the episodes are half the length in the end it'll probably be about the same amount of runtime as the shows we've been getting like miss marvel and moon knight and the the trailer just looks like it's gonna just have so much fun yeah which i think it the we've had a lot of like that like i mean thor love and thunder was a lot of fun um and ms marvel was like a lot of fun too but in a different way i think this show is gonna lean into kind of the the goofiness of superheroes and the superhero genre in general overall what do you kind of think of the trailer uh yeah so i think um first off shout out to the people who did the special effects because uh, they look great. Yeah, th- and we we will not the people shit on uh, yeah. VFX artists on no. this podcast. Yeah, um, I mean, those people are. I mean, it's been reported multiple places that be, that crunch, like in the video game industry, has become an issue with VFX artists as well, um, getting worked overtime yeah. uh, and not being given enough time. I think the easy answer would be okay. Multi-million dollar corporation just hire more VFX artists, like, <laughs> I mean, which I can understand not wanting to because that's more people that can leak information and all of that. But um, yeah, shout out to the VFX artists because the just in the time between the last trailer and this trailer, you can see that they're really working on improving, yeah. um, specifically She-Hulk's character model and the detail in there, trying to make it as uh, as as little uncanny valley as possible going yeah. on, but I mean, but w- once we watch the show and we're into the story, where no one's gonna care. No. Like even if it's not perfect, which it might not be, right? The CGI, the we're gonna enjoy her as a character so much, the comedy and all of that that we're it, it's not gonna be a, a thing. Uh, but aside from that, uh, definitely, I think the this trailer um, we got. Uh, they brought the comedy, and they they definitely loaded it up with cameos. Um, we yeah, we get a see... shot of Frogman in the, yep. the trailer with a little jetpack on. Uh, 
We obviously get Wong. Wong. Uh, Abomination. Bruce, yep. Yeah, Hulk. Yeah. Yep. <laughs> uh, I love Tim Roth. So, uh, yeah, it looks like Abomination uh, is going to play a pretty big role. And, in... like, he, he's – he. They're letting him have more fun with the role too. Yeah, I, I'm. I know Incredible Hulk is one of those that people tend it's, to skip on their rewatches. We skipped it on our rewatch, and we're hardcore fans. So. And, and I mean, I think the biggest thing is like everyone's like, but it's not Mark Ruffalo; it's yeah. Edward Norton. And but it is technically MCU canon. Yeah. Um, but he's very much kind of like your like angry military man kind of villain in that movie. But it looks here in the trailer. Like they're letting him like have some cheek to his character. Like he's gonna like chew some scenery as a as a villain, which I, I love. So, but speaking of villains, we we got a better look at uh, Jamila Jamil uh, as, as as Titania. Titania. Yeah, yep. so, um, I love her still. It'll be uh, interesting to big, see good place then, so. how that factors in because um, we know that the depart the Department of Damage Control is part of She Hulk, like we mm-hmm. saw in Ms. Marvel. Um, and it seems like they just don't like superheroes. Like the, <laughs> I think the between accurate. what we see in No Way Home and in Ms. Marvel, and so I don't know. Maybe I'm uh, some theories are crafting in my head here. But is Titania being sent by hmm. the DODC, or maybe Val? Like, could Val factor into the show here too? Maybe uh, to make Jennifer look bad. There's there's a lot of cool ways that Titania could come in here, but I think making her this like ridiculously dressed, like big buff woman, like she is in the comics, she's a wrestler in the comics. Yeah. And so uh, like kind of leaning into that and the comedy of the whole show, having her like have a whole, a brawl in a courtroom. I think that'll be a lot of fun. Yeah. Yeah. For sure. Uh, and then we get the wrecking crew. Yes. Uh, the <laughs> deep cut. But they're they're in I mean, just so much stuff in the comics. They're they're that group of villains that it's like them in the Serpent Society. If they needed yep. just a random group of villains for and a the hero to fight, Mafia was a huge hit yeah. in uh, in Hawkeye though. So the deep cuts sometimes like well, but it's interesting. The it looks like because in the comics they have, which it's such a ridiculous concept. The Wrecking Crew, they're like construction crew themed right they yep. have they have that you've got pile driver bulldozer uh wrecking ball uh there's a couple others those are the ones that i'm remembering off the top of my head and they all have these like construction weapons so like wrecking ball has a wrecking ball uh one i think pile driver is the one that has a, a crowbar so they have all these like oh yeah marvel's never afraid construction of being on weapons the nose. But in the comics, it's always been canon that they were magic construction hmm. tools. and But they always are just drawn as normal construction tools. And so in the trailer, though, they have like runes and they're yeah. glowing and stuff. So they're going to have these magic construction tools. I, I think it's just funny. Yeah. Um, lean into the ridiculousness yeah. of everything. Yeah. Uh, so that's the, the She-Hulk trailer. Well, there uh, is one more well, cameo. That, there yeah. is at the end of the trailer, which kind of goes right into yep. your number two. So let's so, jump to your number two. Yep. So my number two, uh, Daredevil, Matt Murdock, uh, making first uh, a cameo at the end of the She-Hulk trailer. 
uh, sporting his old school red and yellow. His red and yellow look, yeah. So So we obviously saw him as Peter's lawyer in No Way Home. and His very good lawyer. And and we saw Kingpin and Hawkeye. So we knew that at the very least um, Vincent D'Onofrio and Charlie Cox were going to be continuing to play their characters in the MCU. We still don't know if the Netflix Daredevil show or any of the Netflix shows for that matter are canon canon, uh, or like how canon are they and all that. I don't know if we'll ever get a hundred percent answer on that. But I think, I think we will have a, I think we might get a pretty good idea because we're getting Daredevil reborn. Well, first he's going to be an echo. So they are born again. Sorry. They officially said last night at the panel, that Daredevil is going to be yep. Daredevil and Kingpin will both be returning in Echo, and then uh, we will get, as you said, yes. Daredevil born, born again. again in I think it's spring of twenty twenty four. Yes, um, which they said it is going to be an eighteen episode 18 series episodes. on Disney Plus. That's a lot of Daredevil. Um, I I have a feeling. I mean, if you look at the Netflix shows, none of the other shows ever got as popular as Daredevil did. Jessica Jones, I would argue, was the same quality, but the but not, but it quite her show never quite reached the popularity of Daredevil's. So, what if the reason that this is eighteen episodes is because it's titled Daredevil: Born Again, but it's essentially gonna be our return of the defenders maybe could be maybe we'll get jessica coming back maybe i hope um, so i mean mike culture's grit is luke cage we could get mm-hmm. him coming back eh, iron fist eh. <laughs> maybe we'll see him again maybe we'll see um electra again mm-hmm. uh in in this series because like 18 episodes even if those are 30 minute episodes like we're getting with she hulk that's still runtime wise longer than any of the Disney yeah. shows we've gotten so far. I right now WandaVision I think is still the longest one with uh we WandaVision is nine episodes. Some of those are shorter episodes though. Uh but most of the Disney Plus shows have clocked in between five and six hours of content. Yeah. More on the five hour side because most of them are the episodes aren't quite an hour. And so eighteen that's a lot. Yeah. The, I, I think my biggest thing for this, I think Charlie Cox is, I mean, he's capable of holding our attention. Oh, for sure. 18 episodes. So I'm not worried about that. No, no, no. I'm not worried about, I mean, him and Vincent D'Onofrio back together on a show again, um, throw in there some other Netflix and, uh, characters bring echo in back in that show too. bring in other people. Yeah. Our attention is fine. I think the biggest worry is if it's 18 episodes, we can't do week to week, 18 episodes like that mm. 18 weeks of daredevil. I think the online chatter would drop off. So maybe they do something like stranger things did maybe our, or the Hulu shows a lot of times now will drop like two or three episodes at the beginning. Maybe we get little chunks or, two half seasons yeah or maybe we do an like nine right. and nine yep. or or break it up into three parts but i think uh, that like <laughs> with how much marvel stuff we have asking the fans okay. in their head to 
uh, block out 18 weeks for one show is a big ask. Well, and uh, especially with Disney Plus going some of the Star Wars. Yeah, throwing Star Wars. Uh, Percy Jackson will yep. probably have already started at that so, point. That's supposed to be a big flagship show They're going to have a lot to juggle. Yeah. Plus nerds are going to have a lot to juggle. I think we're going to be start to reach a point where the standard for these big tentpole streaming shows, not just on Disney Plus, but on other services too, becomes um, little chunks of episodes, not the full Netflix binge drop. Because I think with you want to give fans time to digest, right? But maybe it'll be little chunks. So maybe we get two or three episodes of Daredevil um, one week. And then the next week you get another two episodes. And then the next week you get another two episodes. So like something like yeah. that. Um, at that point, you you might ask yourself, like, why make them separate episodes at that point? Like, just make them one long episode. But I know some people, like with Stranger Things, that was a big ask for one episode to be the finale of Stranger Things. Two hours. Was like two and a half hours, yeah. right? Uh, the, the final episode of Stranger Things season four. And... Uh, so having things be more digestible little chunks makes it easier yeah. for people to break up like that. Um, yeah. So yeah. Yeah. Lawyers, what are your, lawyers your thoughts? Everywhere. Yeah. Lawyers everywhere. Yeah. Um, any other thoughts on Daredevil in the MCU coming back? Again, it's, I, I think we'll just have to wait and see. Um, I personally, think that one of the most charming parts of the Netflix Daredevil series was the people around Matt. Uh, so Foggy, Karen, uh, I love Claire. Yeah, Claire. Rosario Dawson. Yep. Yeah. Um, um, even Electra, well, somewhat. Yeah. Uh, so it'll be interesting stick. to see. Yeah. So it'll be interesting to see. I guess we'll have to wait and see uh, if they come as a package deal or if we are just right now getting Charlie Cox and Vincent D'Onofrio. Yeah. So. The only people that we've officially heard about are those two. Um, the, but we have gotten some kind of murmurs from trades that foggy is returning, um, but that hasn't been yeah. confirmed or, or so. anything. Um, I think with so much of the this comic-con panel being dedicated to laying out the vision for the future like our roadmap mm -hmm. maybe d23 will kind of take a look at go back through all these projects and make some more smaller announcements casting ones uh like villains storylines those kinds of things uh now that we have the roadmap now we can dive a little bit deeper into the 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 story of it and i'm sure matt's story in she hulk and echo will tell us more about that as well yeah yeah patience yep patience yes the uh, it's it's like side note about the patience part of it it's so funny that we had like the biggest movie of all time right with avengers endgame and everyone's like this is so amazing like 10 years of history led up to this moment. And then everybody want, like, wants the next end game right away. Yep. And it's like, it won't be the next end game. 
no, if we don't, you don't take you time have to, earn to build it. up to it. Yeah. yeah, we got to earn it. Yeah. Um, so that was your number two. Let's yep. jump to my number two. Uh, my number two, I, I think you knew that I was going to oh, take this as of part course. of my list. Um, <clears throat> and that is we got a new title for Agatha's show, Agatha Coven of Chaos. Uh, now, interestingly, on their little timeline, it's set for winter 2023 slash 2024. So either maybe it'll start in December and then continue into January, or maybe they just don't know where, depending on shooting yeah. schedules, where when it's going to start yet. Maybe they haven't quite figured out the exact release date yet. Um, but, I mean, we've had shows like that, like Boba Fett. Yep. Book of Boba Fett started in December and continued uh, into January. Holiday treats. Yeah, interesting that they would put a oh, witch-based yeah. show around the holidays. Um, <laughs> but, I mean, Agatha, I, 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 I don't know. It was, I mean, I just love WandaVision. I love Wanda as a character. I I like witch characters in pop culture in general. I mean, you, you know this about me. But the, uh, there's something about that moment of Agatha all along where I was just like, the there's uh, some people online have done videos about like kind of the drag aesthetics that Wanda and Agatha kind of lean into with them being so over the top and WandaVision having this camp element to it, uh, which I'm not going to get like into, but there's something about that moment of Agatha all along that's very performative right that she's like i'm the villain i'm here i know it and you're gonna eat it all up and and, and I, I killed sparky yeah. too and i killed sparky too yeah and i think why the new title could i felt like the house of harkness title that it had before was kind of leaning into that right like yeah. in drag culture you call your your family a house right yeah or in in ballroom culture too that's something in um when we get to our but is she gay segment at the end of the episode, I was going to kind of talk about. Um, but with the new title, Coven of Chaos, there's kind of those two words that mm -hmm. love the alliteration, right? Which House of Harkness had. Too. had so two. clearly they, yeah. they like their alliteration. Well, I mean, Peter Parker, right? They've yeah. all, Marvel oh, has yeah. always loved alliteration. But those two words tell us so much about the show, right? coven so obviously we know there's going to be multiple witches right mm -hmm. it's not just going to be about agatha so could we get billy as wiccan in this show Maybe. could we get wanda coming back because i mean she's not dead there's the glow of red light after she dropped mount wondagore on herself oh she's a yeah a, also a, she's a, like a fan favorite character They're and infinitely powerful she's not gonna just let herself yeah get by some rocks falling on nah. her no um no, she like <laughs> probably be, went off to, to go hypnotize another suburb in a different state, not New oh. Jersey this time. No, um, or maybe she went to go find Agatha. Like maybe. But I feel like we're gonna get a lot we're gonna learn a lot more about the witchy side of the MCU with this show. Um maybe this the spooky side of the mc like there's a lot you could do with this show uh i just think it's going to be a lot of fun and the chaos part of it obviously chaos magic wanda yeah. so that's the other thing that people are like ah, 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 wanda's gonna gonna come back uh so we we shall see i i just love Catherine hahn all right she's yes. gonna 
gonna eat it up yeah and bring back the lopez's to do the music please. yes please let us like just use agatha all along as the theme song but there give us go. like a longer or like change the lyrics up there like, we go yeah like i that first episode we put it on and the marvel logo is coming up in purple maybe mm-hmm. and we get that in the background yes with her cackle, cackle in the yeah. background uh love it yes um so Let's go ahead and move on to your number one. Uh, I think this was, <laughs> I, I I think this this, is the, this was our our both of our number ones were the things that like people have continued to talk about online over the past on the floor uh, day like, since this since the panel happened. But this was kind of the jaw on the floor moment. So to set the stage right before we say what your number one is. Um, Feige gives us this timeline of phase five. Our minds were already blown because we're like phase four is going to be over later this year. We get this timeline of phase five going from spring of 2023 to summer 2024. And then he brings up phase six. We get Um, fantastic Four put um, at the front of phase six and in November of 2023. um, And we got all these blank spots. Which, of course, Feige, in his fashion, because he does this with the end credit scene, so he knows how to do this well. Feige's not going to tell us what all those blanks are, but what he did tell us two blanks are, are two Avengers movies yep. in one year. Two in one year. Hey, you stole my thing. <laughs> so, so, sorry. Yeah. So tell Two us Avengers movies in one In year. one year. Yeah. So tell us, what are these Avengers movies called? Yes, so in May, we are getting Avengers, the Kang Dynasty. Yeah, May t- May 4th, is that what it is? It is blurry. May, or 8th, I think it's May 8th, 2024. And then November 7th. Or 2025, 25, sorry. Yeah. Yeah, and 20. then November, so May of 2025 is Kang Dynasty. And then November of 2025, we are getting Avengers, Avengers Secret, Secret Wars. Wars. Yeah. This is something that, like... I called it four I years, mean, three years ago. The Russos have been... The Russo brothers have been talking about Secret Wars since, like, the Endgame press junket. Like, I, I, <laughs> I, I believe I called it... We were having a conversation before we ever even saw Endgame. Yeah. And I said that I think... After Endgame, we'll get Secret Wars. Yeah, you kinda, said no. I did. I. I well. <laughs> I. I so think my my number so, one is actually just me being right. I mean, the past two years in with the MCU since Wandavision, it's been crazy. We've seen things open up so much more, right? I mean, it's so hard to think about, but even like when infinity war started the mcu was still so avengers focused everything was pretty much just characters who were part of the avengers other than the guardians they were like the the, their own little thing but then it was all just characters who were part of the avengers getting their solo movies and then coming back together for the avengers so like for context i mean i read the secret war storyline when it the 2015 one, at yeah. least, when it came out. Um, that was, like, when I was first getting into comics. And so when I... This ages me, but in, that was, like, 
freshman and sophomore year of college when that was happening in, uh, in the comics. And I, so when you're sitting here, we haven't even seen Endgame yet, and you're telling me, oh, yeah, I think Secret Wars would be the next, uh, like, the next Endgame. I'm thinking, how are we going to do the story? We don't even have Fantastic yeah. Four or, like, X-Men characters. And specifically Doom is, like, our, the main villain of the 2015 Secret Wars. And Feige, we trust. And, uh, yeah. Um, he made it happen. So, I mean, the past couple of months, mm -hmm. though, I have kind of come back and given you my theory that, like, because people have been talking, like, oh, Marvel's never going to be able to recapture any, that end, mm -hmm. uh, like, quality, right? And I said, okay, I know how they're going to do it. We get yep. our Avengers 5 movie, and that movie ends with our final incursion. And with R six one six and and maybe it's eight three eight maybe it's the what we set up in Multiverse yeah. of Madness. That's our ultimate universe, if you will, in maybe. these movies. Maybe, and we get that final incursion. The it's not the snap this time that leaves us shocked at the end of this movie, but it is the end of the, everything. The end of everything. Yeah, not just half the life in the universe, all the life in the universe. And then we get that white screen like those white pages yep. in the secret wars comic like are so powerful uh and then we end the movie on battle world maybe we follow a character that maybe it's like kamala or peter or something it, we need somebody who would feel very much out of their depth right to follow there and then we see like uh i don't know we see like toby mcguire swinging through or we see like Hugh Jackman as Wolverine, or like five we, different Thors, or five Thors together. fighting yeah. each other. Yeah, the it needs to be some, a shot. I, it shouldn't linger too long, but no. something that right away tells us we're somewhere completely new. At that WTF moment. Yeah. At the end of the yeah. And then and so I'm like, okay, we end on that, and then maybe we do some Disney Plus stuff with some small stories on Battleworld because. Mm -hmm. One of my favorite parts of that of the Secret Wars event in the comics were the tie-ins, where we specifically the Siege tie-in is my favorite with Brand on on the th that wall, very yep. Game of Thrones, right? The A uh, the A Force, right? All in there. Oh, that was a different one. Oh, yeah. Sorry. Um, no, the the Siege one was where she was basically the. She was like the the Night's Watch commander, oh, essentially. Oh yes, of course. And Brand was leading all the, the people, fighting off the zombies and the robots and the yep. the annihilation wave. Um, but anyway, <laughs> so much they could do though. And, and then and then the movie Secret Wars would then be about undoing Battle World and putting the pieces yep. back where they go. Um, and I think the fact that Phase Six starts with Fantastic Four. Yep tells us a lot right that we could get doom as that main villain that kang is our villain in in the, the kang, kang dynasty, dynasty but and then right when you think they've defeated kang they've gotten rid of him doom grabs the carpet and pulls it out from under everybody yep. uh i think that would be such a great way to kind of the ha have the mcu top itself if you will uh <laughs> with the phase six and with the multiverse saga overall and there are, 
notably there are two empty slots in that timeline yep. that we don't know what's going to go there in between the two Avengers movies. Wow. So they could have some series that take place on battle world. Like I um, suggested there. Uh, so any other thoughts that you have about just, these two yeah. Avengers movies? Wow. Oh, there will be it's so much to process, but and thank will... God we don't have to wait a year this time. Yeah. Right. I know <laughs> the, the year that we had to wait between infinity war and Endgame. Now we did get two movies in there. Ant-Man and the Lost and Captain Marvel. But that was a long year waiting to find out yeah. what happened after the snap. Now they're only making us wait six months. <laughs> yeah. 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 Um, so we're going to take another quick break here, and then we will go into my number one. Because yes. uh, I think we'll have a lot to say oh, of course. about this one. Um, this is the other one that's been kind of on everybody's mind. This was the mic drop of the not really a mic drop it was kind of more the, somber than that yeah the big finale of yeah. the panel last night uh so we'll take a quick break and we'll be right back okay we are back to discuss my number one uh favorite announcement that marvel had from san diego comic-con this weekend i think this is the the thing that is kind of sitting with people the thing that uh i mean heck even good morning america this morning was talking about it um and that is the we got our first teaser trailer for black panther wakanda forever um and knowing that this is the end of phase four kind of puts things in a different light yeah. too with it. Um, I think this is one of the like best trailers that I've ever seen. I would put it, I, I said last night when we saw it, I think it is the most cinematic trailer I've ever seen in my life. Like, like from the first shot, like of the trailer, you're, which interesting to start on, um, Oh. Nakia, Lupita yeah. Nyong'o's character, which uh, her braids look fantastic. I love the green of her costume in that first shot. But right from that first shot, I I wanted I wanted to lean over to you while we were watching it and say, we need to see this in IMAX. Yeah. Like the, the this oh, yeah. movie. Um, I mean, <laughs> I said during while we were watching it last night, eat your heart out, James Cameron. Like the the this movie looks stunning gorgeous mm -hmm. cinematic I, we need to pay whatever and we like uh, one of us needs to get our tickets right away so we can see this on the biggest screen that we possibly can because yeah. this this movie just it's going to mean so much to so many people but it just looks so well made too which i mean what more could you ask for right yeah for a movie that is going to be this impactful just yeah yeah um i put in my my written um reaction to the trailer that like i know how much this trailer impacted me i can't even imagine how much this trailer probably had an impact on people who see themselves represented by wakanda yeah who like i mean with when the when the first movie came out in 2018 uh the first Black Panther movie, there's like a whole movement of like, honestly, this idea that like 
Wakanda is like this cultural idea, right? This idea of the future and the hope of the the black and African communities, like that the this idea of like a pan African kind of culture of Wakanda and the what that's gonna mean for the for people who look to it that way, the yeah. people who wore like dashikis to the premieres of the first movie, this trailer is gonna Oh yeah. Hit home. And, yeah. Um so what are you what were your kind just, of initial I mean, thoughts? That, just the opening, I mean no hear, woman, no, no woman, cry. no cry. Before, yeah. and you hear that line before you even see anything. On with the black screen. It's a black screen, yeah. and then it, yeah, uh, just from the very opening moment. But well, the I mean, so many meanings, like a love right? Letter to, it's a, it's the trailer itself feels like and, a eulogy for yes. or awake almost. It it because it's celebratory in a way. It's respectful mm-hmm. and. Is somber but also celebratory so well, it's like a the like a big wake for chadwick boseman and um, marvel's actually released like officially their recording mm-hmm. of this section of the panel um this morning where they brought in um performers to perform the wakanda that i i think entering wakanda is what the track is called in the first movie where you have this, um, I believe he's singing in Swahili, um, singer singing in the background while the Talon fighter is flying into Wakanda, that track. And they brought them in with like uh, dancers and drums at the panel last night to usher in this trailer. And so it really does feel like, I think a lot of people were worried that this movie, it was just going to be too sad to watch. That this movie was going to have this dark, cloud or a shadow of his death over it but this trailer and the way they presented the trailer at the panel kind of i think it shows that this movie is this movie is going to be the catharsis that i think collectively society needs to really honor chadwick boseman's memory and feel like we can move on with this franchise while also honoring him and what he did for this franchise for Marvel, but also for like representation in media in general, like there's so many layers to it. And uh, not to mention Namor. Like, <laughs> yeah, that's not even getting into yeah. the main plot of in, the movie and how it progresses yeah. things forward. I mean, going back to the No Woman, No Cry, I think why that song also fits so well is because uh, with T'Challa gone, Wakanda is a, a country run by women, yep. right? The, we have Queen Ramonda, who Shuri, Okoye, the Dora Milaje, um, even like uh, Riri Williams coming in here as a new character. Ironheart. Uh, yeah, Ironheart. Riri, Ironheart. Yep. Yeah. And um, so really like the song is kind of fitting for that reason too. Um, but Wow. The, I mean, you look at a picture of Namor from, like, his original comics back in the, the like, 40s and 50s Marvel comics. It, it's like looking at a, thing, at a picture of Aquaman, yeah. right? But you'd be like, oh, this is a silly character, not going to work. Well, if you've read any more recent Namor stuff, you know that he's not a silly character. Um, and the way that they're combining this idea of, like, the lost Mayan civilization or like Aztec aesthetics, Mm -hmm. like very Mesoamerican aesthetics with 
Atlantis, like what a great choice. Uh, that headdress that he's wearing in one shot underwater, uh, the the armor. Um, is he going to be shirtless the whole movie? Mm-hmm. Because I'm okay with that. Uh, and I think <laughs> as much as the, I think the first movie explored themes of cultural appropriation or like intrusion. Oh, with Killmonger. And, yeah, yeah. And what it means to be a truly global society uh versus countries um but i think we see a little bit of that potentially the tension uh with potentially like people intruding on uh the atlanteans or um, yeah, yeah the i mean if we think of i think there will be a, a bigger message if, of, if we think of namor's or the atlantean territory as like all of the ocean yeah. right that anytime humans go to the ocean, it's like invasion invasion of their yeah. territory. That's like an interesting way to take things, right? Because of the fact that like the colonizing mm-hmm. colonization and uh, like you're saying, appropriation was such a big part of the first yeah. film. So I think I think there'll be a mirror to Wakanda. Yeah, and I right? think we'll hopefully get again a message of, like I said, global responsibility, and mm-hmm. hopefully. Yeah, in the trailer we get this interesting, like powerful line from Queen Ramonda, where she she says, um, "Like my whole family is gone. Yep. I'm um, the queen of the most powerful. I'm the queen of the most powerful in nation in the world. Uh, I've, given I've given my like given you everything. Yeah. My family's gone. What more do you want from me? Something along yeah. those lines." Um, which I, I think a lot of people were like, wait, her whole family, where's yeah, Shuri? Um, no, we'll see. So, but so my thinking is, is that a scene during the blip? Because we know Shuri got snapped. Mm-hmm. We know we didn't see it on screen, but it, but, um, in Endgame when we saw all the pictures of people who did, she was one of them. So is that something that happened? Like, did she step up to the throne when Shuri well, and T'Challa were both gone? Most likely during yeah. the during the snap. And is that where we're getting that scene? Um, we get a shot at the end of the trailer of someone in a Black Panther yep. suit. I think most of us are assuming it's Shuri. Um, the I know there's been controversy around. Um, why can't I think of her name? Letitia Wright. Thank you. Um, around Letitia Wright with regard to vaccinations and and all that and the filming of the movie but in the comics when t'challa dies sherry becomes the black panther uh and to have a like a female black panther i think would mean a lot to a lot of women but especially black women seeing uh we don't have storm yet so she would be she and riri would both kind of be well and monica i suppose are kind of our first strong, uh, women strong like women of color superheroes in the mcu um yeah it it'll be interesting to see where they take things um i was happy to see and they announced michaela cole is playing aneka in the movie we already have ao in the in the mcu she says move or it will be moved. she's that mm-hmm. uh, and she popped up in falcon and the winter soldier um but ao and aneka um they they have like a lesbian romance in the and Black Panther comics, and they become the Midnight Angels. They kind of people who might not know who they are spin off uh, of the Dora Milaje. They kind of they leave. There, there's a storyline where they 
they don't think that the the royal family is doing enough to protect like the little people in Wakanda. They're focusing too much on the global affairs and not enough on the affairs at home. And uh, great storyline um, by Tanahasi Coates, um, Black Panther, a nation um, under our feet is what that storyline's called. Um, but they were in their blue outfits in the trailer, so it looks like they're going to yep. become the Midnight Angels. And there was a promise last night that we would see more of Wakanda in this yes, film. Yes, yeah. So hopefully that means an exploration of some of the different tribes. Well, and there's uh, rumors that unique. we're going to get a Disney Plus show yep. set in Wakanda, either a Don't Midnight Angels or Dora Milaje show. Yeah. yeah. So um, it'll be interesting there's so if much this sets that up. There yeah. For exploration. So. Not to mention, like, we'll need to learn about Atlantis, like mm-hmm. how where Namor came from the, there'll be a lot of world building around that plus also in the trailer it looks like I mean we see Everett Ross um, Martin Freeman's yep. character yeah, in the yeah, trailer yeah. it looks like it didn't look like the people on the boat like going underwater at one point in the trailer they didn't look Wakandan or Atlantean Mm-mm. so there's some sort of third party here now I have had a theory for a while and so a lot of people online are talking about this there's a theory that uh we will get our first look at victor von doom in wakanda forever that doom will be the one kind of orchestrating the conflict between wakanda and um and atlantis now again that's all theories that's not confirmed but that would be interesting, right? Yeah. Um, it would be. It would also give kind of a way to let the, us have this huge war between these two country, these two nations in the MCU, but then still have Namor come out as like an antihero. Because uh, I think if you have you, you wouldn't want to make our first big like um, like Latin American character in the MCU be a villain right i think that would not be a great choice i mean we ask we obviously have oscar isaac as midnight but in the films tenacuarta's uh namor will be kind of our first big um latin american character america oh well yes that's true yeah um uh, uh, miss america yeah america chavez yeah um but i don't think it would be a great look of like oh Atlantis is all these yeah. like uh, Mayan or Aztec or Mesoamerican people, and they're all jerks and no, they want to kill. Not. They want to take down a country when it's when it's already down, and they lost their king. Like that would not be a great look. No. So having some way where we can come out of the film wanting to also root for Namor and his future projects and learn more about Atlantis would be a good way to set things up for sure. Yeah. What are your thoughts? I just you're yeah. still processing. Oh right? yeah. yeah, it's we've watched the trailer. I think like three, or three four. or four times at this point. Yeah, um, it's gonna be a special movie. Yeah, the the first film is one of still one of my favorite MCU movies, um, and the I think this one is is it's a, it's, it's gonna, gonna be a great end to phase four. I think so, uh, and it uh, i'm very much looking forward to it yeah yeah for sure uh any last thoughts that you want to go over for overall the whole panel any of the news uh not 
Marvel related, but shout out to that D&D trailer for the new D&D movie, Honor Among Thieves. Yes, I have a, a an article where I kind of talk a little bit about the trailer yep. on uh, on the blog. Um, yeah, yeah, it looks so a lot got, of fun. Yeah, we got some other fun fun mm-hmm. bits and pieces here and there, but I it, Marvel really... They oh, they stole the there show. Was, there was so. no no content. I mean, yeah. DC came in. They they had two trailers for they, Shazam they and fandom, Black Adam. So I don't know if they're doing fandom well, this year though. Yeah, I think they might have to after after what just happened last night. They may. Well, I think with everything with the Ezra Miller, um, and maybe the, just better not to talk about anything so, right now. They also the merger with Discovery is so new. Yep. I think they're still um, getting their house in order over there, uh, which I mean we've been saying for like the longest yeah. time, right? Um, but especially since that merger, I think Warner Discovery is figuring out exactly what they want to do. Um, it's funny, like they're figuring stuff out, but then also still making movies set in this DCEU yep. with all the issues that it has. Um, but no, I think I think I, Marvel a, definitely won. Yeah. If uh, if it was a competition, they they won San Diego Comic Con. Um, that's not to say though that I mean, Black Adam looks fun. Yeah. Uh, Shazam looks fun. We both I enjoyed loved the, the first, first Shazam, Shazam movie. So yeah. Yeah. Uh, I this can't is not a DC. Laughing that hard at yeah. any movie like. This is not a DC hate podcast. No, no, um, no. We but, want them to do. Better. Yeah, we want them to do better. I, I. I like a lot of DC characters. Mm-hmm. We grew up on the Batman the Animated Series, Justice, Justice League, League animated series. Yes. Yeah. But I mean, I think someone would be lying to you if they told you that DC was doing a good job with their yeah. movies. Uh there are some good movies that have come out, but overall Yeah, the Batman was incredible. They're not Oh, the Batman was amazing. Yeah. But I mean, different universe, right? Yep, so exactly. Yeah. So. But we're not. We don't want to lean that too much. Not, that's that's a whole another conversation. Yep. Yeah. No. So that is to say, yeah, Marvel clearly they, they showed up. They showed out. They. I guess we'll leave off on saying, uh, very excited for D twenty three. Yes. Right. For sure. That, yeah. They 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 gave us just enough. Yep. To make us want to come back for more. Really, when you think about it, they gave us a timeline and logos. They gave us some some like the trailers too, obviously. Yep. But for the most part, we didn't learn a lot about story for a lot of these casting. projects. Casting. We still don't yeah. have a Fantastic Four cast yeah. or director. There's still um, plenty of information. There's... Nothing about mutants or X Men, which I know yep. I was kind of sad about. I mean, that. other than X Men '97. Yeah. That, yes. Um, but that's its own its to, own yep. thing. Um, which I mean, we'll watch that. That's yep. I, we both love the X Men. Um, yeah, shout out to the X Men animated animated series. series. Um, getting a continuation. Yeah, which I mean, clearly Feige likes it based yeah. on he loves that theme. He loves that theme song. He's yeah. gonna get his money for it. But theme. I think uh, we get like a, we're getting a one-two punch in mid-September. So when the Wednesday, it I believe the Wednesday after Labor Day is another disney plus day so they'll make a lot of new announcements i'm assuming that'll mostly be like non-marvel stuff 
related announcements. So maybe we'll get our Percy Jackson trailer that day because they're filming that right now. Um, maybe we'll get a final trailer for Hocus Pocus 2 that day, stuff like that. Um, and then that weekend right after that is D23. And they and Feige said last night, those blanks in Phase 6 that we'll they didn't fill in, in he'll, he'll fill those in at D23. Um, and I think a lot of people are looking to D23 for getting that cast of Fantastic Four. Yes. Um, is John Krasinski mm. going to be our read? Or is he just in that universe? Time, only time will tell, right? Nope. Um, so I hope you enjoyed our rambling kind of breakdown. It was a lot to go over. There was so much, but we didn't even touch on like Blade getting a release nope. date uh, in, in the order. Yeah, November third, uh, one the year after. after Halloween. <laughs> yeah, what a what an interesting release yeah. date. Um, we didn't talk about the fact that. No, no, nothing about a Halloween special or the holiday special yep. for this year. Um, and uh, n- no Armor Wars. Where's Armor yeah. Wars? Yeah. Uh, so a lot to unpack here. Uh, definitely be looking at the future podcast episodes and also my my blog on Pop Culture Fae. I'll be kind of breaking down a lot of the, the news this week too, uh, especially since we don't have any marvel shows going on right now uh and all of that so i hope you enjoyed our breakdown uh thank you for having me yes zach thank you for being on the podcast once again uh you'll definitely be on here again um you're an easy podcast guest to get since you live here it's hard for me to run away yeah i just i just press record while we're talking and then Wait, next thing you know <laughs> oh yeah we've been recording this whole time huh yeah. oh yeah yeah <laughs> Uh, so thank you for being on here, no and I hope you all in uh, enjoyed the episode. And uh, yeah. Already, it is time for my segment uh, that I lovingly call "But Is She Gay." In this segment on Pop Culture Fae, I discuss how our weekly topic speaks to the queer condition. This week, I'm talking the MCU Phase 4, 5, and 6 announcements. Is she gay? So, um, I think of all of the big um, news that we got out of Marvel from San Diego Comic-Con, some things to kind of look forward to from the... um, LGBTQ plus community perspective. Um, obviously, the X-Men are really important to a lot of members of the queer community with the mutants kind of standing in for a metaphor for uh, cultural minorities. X-Men 97, the animated series coming to uh, Disney Plus in 2023 will uh, be a huge... Be, um, a big uh, a welcome addition to the Marvel content coming out. Um, I mean, especially seeing that we're getting some very camp villains like Sinister and Emma coming into the show and being a big part of it. Uh, that'll be exciting stuff. Um, some other uh, things for the announcements this week. The Deadpool films are on Disney+. Plus. Uh, they feature some, now, my, granted, minor but some uh, 
queer representation in there. So that's some good news as well. Uh, as always, I'm going to mention Wiccan and Hulkling. Uh, we have Secret Invasion and the Marvels coming out next year, both opportunities for new Scroll characters to be introduced to the MCU. Maybe we'll get Hulkling in one of those projects, possibly. We've gotten a lot of Young Avengers recently, so it's only a matter of time before we get Wiccan and Hulkling together on screen. Um, for Wiccan, uh, Billy, and his brother Tommy, maybe we will get them popping up in Coven of Chaos, since that seems to be sort of a sequel series to... Uh, WandaVision with Agatha being the main character. Also uh, of note for Black Panther Wakanda Forever, we know that Michaela Cole is playing the character of Eneka. Eneka and Ao are two Dora Milaje who have a wonderful relationship together in the comics and end up forming the Midnight Angels. Also, we're getting a second season of Loki. Possibly we could see more about his uh, bisexuality uh, that was talked about briefly in season one. Maybe we'll get more of that in season two. So um, Ishige, we'll see. <laughs> uh, the MCU still has a ways to go when it comes to its LGBTQ plus representation. There are no current projects on the board that are really starring um, LGBTQ plus characters. And so that's still a major step forward that we need. I think getting a Young Avengers movie, maybe that'll be one of our um, movies or shows that will be announced at D23. That would be a big step forward. Obviously getting mutants in the live action side of the MCU will be a big part towards that as well, since there are so many characters that uh, in the X-Men comics that are members of the LGBTQ plus community, uh, especially with some recent uh reveals in the comics in the past decade of X-Men comics. So we shall see. Um, next up, we'll go into my weekly recommendations. All right, it is time for my weekly recommendations for this week. Uh, my comics recommendation for this week in light of the She-Hulk trailer is to go and read Charles Soule's uh, run on She-Hulk. It looks like the show is going to take a lot of cues from this with her working for a superhuman law firm. So definitely go. Um, you can find that on Comixology or on Marvel Unlimited or uh, go to your local comic shop and see if they have a trade of it uh, or they have the issues all collected for you. Definitely worth a read. It's a, a fun series uh, that shows you a lot about who Jennifer Walters is as a character. My TV recommendation for this week is going to kind of piggyback off of last week. So last week I recommended watching X-Men the Animated Series on Disney+. Plus. I'm going to continue that trend this week with recommending X-Men Evolution, uh, the early 2000s X-Men animated series. Uh, this was an entry point for a lot of... Uh, X-Men fans around my age, especially when it comes to getting to know characters like Kitty Pride and Nightcrawler and Rogue. So definitely check out X-Men Evolution on Disney+. My film recommendation this week is to re-watch Incredible Hulk at some point over the next couple of weeks before we get She-Hulk. Uh, with Abomination 
uh, set to return in this show. I think it will be at least a little important to have watched The Incredible Hulk. So those are my weekly recommendations for this week. Alrighty, thank you for joining me today and breaking down all the news from San Diego Comic-Con 2022. Uh, shout out again to my lovely guest, my wonderful fiance, Zachary Marion, for being on the podcast today. If you're listening and enjoying the podcast, please give it a review on your podcasting platform. If you leave a question in a five-star review, I will answer it next week on the podcast. Also, if you have a friend who would like the podcast, make sure to share it with them and help grow our little community here. Once again, I am Miller C. Lashbrook. You can find me on Twitter at Mill C. Lashbrook, on Instagram at Miller C. Lashbrook. And for more Pop Culture Fay, you can head to our website, popculturefay.com, for blog posts and more content and uh, a lot more breaking down all the news from San Diego Comic Con. I hope you have a fantastic day. And I hope to find you the next time you wander into the forest of pop culture fate.